0: Everyone has the same five core areas of their life that ultimately determine how happy they'll be. Unfortunately, most of us have developed failure habits in each, and it's Will Moore's mission to help replace those with success habits to maximize momentum. After exiting his business for a combined nine-figure sum, Will learned it's not just about becoming an entrepreneur of your career, but an entrepreneur of the most important business you'll ever run, your life. And to crush it in your life, requires firing on all cylinders in your five cores by continually taking action, building habits, and maintaining balance in each. Hello, and welcome to the Five Core Life Podcast with Will Moore, founder of More Momentum. If you have not already, please make sure to follow and subscribe to the Five Core Life Podcast so you get notified when new episodes drop every week. And please be sure to share the Five Core Life podcast with others that you think would get value. It helps grow the community and spread the positivity that we are trying to accomplish here at the Five Core Life and More Momentum Movement. On today's episode of the Five Core Life, Will Moore is interviewed on the Simply Happy with Simply Ali by Olivia Raymond. In the Simply Happy podcast, Olivia discusses how you can conquer bipolar, anxiety, depression, and learn about mental health, mindset, self-love, emotional wellness, personal development, and taking control of your life. It's everything you need to know to embody freedom, confidence, ambition, and happiness. So in this episode, Olivia and Will Moore explore Will's five core method and building habits to find what works best for you and to be truly happy. Are you ready to fire on all cylinders? If so, let's go. I
1: am so excited to have you on the show, Will. Welcome.
2: Thank you. So glad to be here.
1: Yes, for sure. So, can you start off by telling us? oops sorry, telling us a little bit about what it is that you do to help more people become simply happy.
2: So yeah, simply happy. Those two words—it's almost an oxymoronic oxymor- my- <laughs> oxymoron. You know what I'm saying? It's yes. an oxymoron. Yes. Simple and happy tend to not go hand in hand, unless I would say you're able to understand kind of what makes you know figure out what it is that makes you happy yeah. and then my system basically helps you to both shine a spotlight on your life and determine what's making you unhappy what are the things that you think will will truly make you happy and I'm not talking about the superficial stuff that a lot of us get caught up in um, and then start taking actions on those things develop a system which is not simple but once you've got it down and you start forming the right habits and then you're you're you know, hashtag living your best life, as <laughs> they say, um, you know, and you're building momentum, then it does become a simple thing because it's, it's, you, your habits are becoming automatic. Habits don't care if they're good or bad, help mm-hmm. or hurt you. You know, at the end of the day, they're going to do their thing. And the, the key is to sort of identify what it is that's hurting you, figure out, and my system helps people do that. And then basically say, okay, how do we you now change and start taking actions and develop discipline and not stop until... You know, these things become part of you and they become automatic so that they're helping versus hurting you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's it's so true. You know, it takes effort and intention at first, for sure. Um, and then, like you said, it becomes a habit. And I love that so much. That's fantastic.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And, and, and you know, simply and in terms of just, you know, making sure you're, your viewers understand so there i, I kind of everybody breaks things down into different ways and to me there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat i've i've read i had my rock bottom bounce way early i was fortunate enough i should say to have it early um when i was in college and i was suicidal and i was sort of like there's nowhere else to go but up and i serendipitously discovered a self-help book that i was like oh wow there's another way of, of looking at life and then I just became this insatiable self-help beast and was basically using myself as a human science experiment testing what worked <laughs> didn't. And, and along the way what I learned is there's a lot of different ways people say things but I've heard when I hear things over and over again and in diff- maybe slightly different ways and then I try it out in my own life I consider it a total truth is what I call it basically a universal principle where you can say okay this is proven pretty much since the beginning of time it's it's going to probably be, it's going to be in place until the end of time. It's been proven time and time again, both in my own life now, and I've read it in many different ways. And so that's kind of the type of stuff that I try to base my decisions and those actions on that, as I was saying earlier, lead to happiness.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I think what's great, too, is, is finding what works for you. You know, I think it, it is unique to each person. Right. It isn't about the superficial stuff. And then, yeah, I think it, it's it's sometimes funny to me that it takes a few times of hearing something or learning something or even applying something for you to like, finally have the like, aha of like, okay, no, they yeah, are this, this works.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Right. It's got to click with you. Are you familiar with Simon Sinek? No. So there's uh he's, he's, he's kind of a, uh, self a uh, speaker coach motivator guy. He's, he's, he, he talks about this. He's got this one YouTube video. It's really good. If people, listeners want to check it out, it's called Connecting to Your Why, nice. W-H-Y, I believe, something like that. But you, if you type Simon Seneca and why, it'll come up. It's very popular. And it talks about, you know, you got to connect. Like you're just saying, everybody's individual. Everybody's different. And you never know when something's going to click. In order to make real change, I feel like you have to connect to that deeper part in you that really goes, OK, I'm ready. I really want to. And it really just clicked with me. And I really understand why. I should do that. And until then, it's just, it's just a million things coming at you in this insta generation of lose weight, do this, do that. And you're just like, okay, I'm tired. You know, it's like, what do you listen to? What don't you, how do you know? You know, okay. It's like lose weight. Okay. But how, and which, and in which way? And it's like, yeah, I know deep down being healthy is good, but in what way and what connects with me? Like for me, I play basketball and I, I enjoy lifting. And so it's like, those are what I am able to do to express that Mm -hmm. to my physical core. And, and so I didn't get to that, but there's these five cores that I talk about and everybody shares the same, basically the same five areas of their life. And the whole key is to, as we were saying earlier, develop these, stop these failure habits you've, you've developed in each and then replace them with success habits mm-hmm. and sort of shining that spotlight on, okay, where do I stand in each and how do I do it? And it's going to be unique to everybody. But at the end of the day, it's based on you know these universal principles of, okay, it's important that you know, as I said, okay, so physical health, it's important that you get in good shape. It's important you eat well. It's important you get enough sleep, but why? And what is, what is your sleep schedule, right? Not okay. everybody needs to go to bed at eight o'clock and get up at 6 a.m., but if that works for you and you're an early bird, great. But if it also works just as well to go to bed at 11 and get up at eight and it doesn't affect your daily life, then great, right? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of ties into what you're just saying in terms of the different ways to just to skin a cat and to look at
1: things yeah yeah do you want to walk um the listeners through that your five pillars
2: yeah so the five cores first Christ. is your mindset and this is the most important of all the five cores although i don't like to say the others are unimportant but really you have to have this one going for you and then the other ones kind of click into place a lot easier mm-hmm. um through the the ripple effect the more you have your mindset Headed in the right direction, the more your your other ones will work. So, your mindset is essentially your overall perception of the world. It's your attitude. It's your confidence. Are you an owner of your life that believes you have everything within you and it's only a matter of time? Or are you a victim that says, Poor me, I was. Oh,
1: I think you're breaking up a little bit. Can you say that last part again? That's okay.
2: Sorry about that. Um, Yeah, so the victim, right, you want to be an owner versus a victim. An mm-hmm. owner and a victim is, you know, these, which is a lot of us fall into that category. It's what I used to be. Um, sort of my brain is broken. There's nothing I, much I can do about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I see these other people doing all these amazing things, but I, that, I, that's in another galaxy. I can't even consider being able to be one of these types of people versus the owner that says, I got everything in with me to kick ass, take names. I've got strengths, just like everybody, and I'm going to use those and, my, and combine those with my passions. And I've also got weaknesses, just like everybody else. And I'm going to figure out workarounds and how to outsource and get around these types of things, Fine. maybe find a partner that I go into business with that has strength. That's what I ended up doing. His strengths were my weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's so that's kind of the main first important core. And, and as you can see, that's super important because if you can get in that mindset of, life is basically what I make of it and I'm in complete control and I'm not a victim that things happen to me. I'm proactive and I make things happen. Then the next is your career and your finance core, which is essentially, um, you know, it's not just about the money side, all the money, money is a part of life. And so you want to be able to, to, to produce a certain amount of money that you find is in line with what you, the way you want to live. Yeah. However, how are you making that money? Are you, as we just said earlier, are you, you know, Focusing on your strengths and your passions, and do you have a purpose? And have you set goals? And are you waking up every day and saying, "Yes, I love what I do." Of course, there's going to be days where we all have, "Well, like this sucks," (laughs) but in general, you know, enjoying what you do and feeling like you're living your purpose, like why you were here, And, and connecting with that, and being able to figure that that out. Anybody that's kind of gotten at least close to that will tell you there's no better feeling than just feeling like you're getting up just to get up and just to make a paycheck, just so you can work harder, just so you can then you know, stay in this vicious failure loop that we tend to stay in. Um, And then the, the financial part of that core is making sure that money you do make, you are using the law of compounding to passive income to grow exponentially and have your money work for you, whether you're working for it or not. Yeah. Passively. Uh, Then the next is your relationships. That's your next core. Right. So it's, it's, it's everything from your, your friends and your family to your significant other, to, to acquaintances people you've just met like people like you and me you yeah. know they, this is an opportunity we're talking right now and this is an opportunity for us we're getting to know each other we're seeing if we have synergy who knows maybe we continue this conversation after this maybe this develops into something maybe we become allies and we help each other to grow maybe we you know we develop a friendship so many people now you know they look at it like you know they're connected to their phones and they're walking through the streets or in, in their offices or wherever they are and they're you know, dialed. They're just looking at their phones. They're not smiling at people. They're not asking people questions. They're not interested in others. And that's just such a huge mistake because at a primal level, we need that connection with others. And mm-hmm. if we, you know, if, if we keep going in the way we're going and we don't, and we're not careful with it, which is, you know, technology is great. And, but it's also allowed us to basically, we can be at home 24 seven, hit some buttons, get anything we want delivered to us and never talk to a human being again.
1: Yeah. It's like, don't <laughs> right? keep, don't keep yourself in the bubble.
2: Don't keep yourself in the bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have your um, physical health, which is fairly obvious. We mentioned that briefly earlier. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, what are you doing to move, to move your body, to, to get moving, to get your heart rate up? And again, this is it's unique to everybody. Find something that you enjoy and build a routine. Make it a habit. And so that when you don't do it, it feels off and it feels weird. And when you do it, it feels so great that you're like, oh, God, I'm so glad I did that. That was unbelievable. And it's that front-loaded, Thing. you know like if you don't work out and then somebody like me says oh you need to do this you know there's that there's that typical sort of roll your eyes like yeah right another guy telling me you need to work out but anybody that's kind of shifted from somebody that doesn't exercise and takes that low-hanging fruit like oh, i'll just eat a burrito and watch TV instead it's not gratifying. and deep down in the back of your mind you know like you're not happy and this, this there's something wrong here but then when you actually do it And you get that exercise and you get moving and your heart rate gets up. There's like no feeling like it. And you get addicted to that feeling. So then your habit becomes a good
1: one. Yeah. And I think what's so important, especially with this, is I think because we're shown like this is what working working out looks like all the time, that people just forget like they can get so creative with it. And I know even with my students, I'm like I give them just like so many different – I don't give them options, but I'm like, look, like you get to – create what you want and so like for you that might look like basketball and lifting weights and for me it looks like yoga and dancing and jumping on a tiny trampoline in exactly. my house <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: exactly you just you just perfectly thank you for helping me accentuate the point yeah. it's different for everybody and you don't have to write go quote-unquote go to a gym mm-hmm. right and just lift just to lift or whatever you know it's like okay got find the things that you like and everybody you don't have to you know look like that perfect person in the magazine just be the best you you can and you're, yeah. you're gonna feel good right yeah even if you lose 15 pounds but you still don't look like you know i'm trying to think like you've too.
1: been photoshopped on a magazine
2: <laughs> thank you yes <laughs> sure we'll go with that um you're still going to feel great you're like I know that I'm looking way better right when you see you see these these reality shows right and you see a person drops a lot of weight and the the average person may immediately judge and go oh well that person's still overweight but you ask them and they're like I'm on fucking fire yeah (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm unstoppable I lost 50 pounds and I feel great and I'm going to keep going
1: yes so yes.
2: it, it's, it's a personal thing that you got to develop with yourself and commitments that you develop in all of these courses, yeah. particularly in the physical health. You say, okay, I'm going to do this. You do it until it becomes habit. And then it's like, right. The, the, what'd you say? Ballet, the jumping on the trampoline. Yeah. You know, you make habits of these things and you have little time set aside during the week. I know I do, you know, obviously things have been, a wrench has been thrown in a lot of our, our, you know, with this whole COVID and, and the gyms mm-hmm. are closed and whatnot, but then you got to pivot. And you yeah. got to be flexible. You say, okay, now what? So now I actually pivoted to, I, I work out with my kids. i got a one-year-old and a four-year-old. My <laughs> four-year-old jumps on my back. So I do push-ups with him on my back. My, my one-year-old's kind of running around, being crazy, kind of trying to jump on me too. <laughs> and then I, I I do shoulder exercises by lifting my four-year-old up and down, straight yes. up and down. And so I, I get a great workout doing it. And I'm also, I'm doing two-in-one. I'm hitting my relationship core with my family. So yes. it's a twofer. And it's especially gratifying right
1: yes no i do this i do the same thing with my kids like i'll start doing yoga and they're like they they bust out their yoga mat and they're like we're going to do yoga i'm like you guys get it and then they like then they you know quit 3 minutes in but it's all good
2: <laughs> yeah right exactly i mean there's not a lot of, right the follow through isn't there yet guys but right it's funny he actually i never thought he he was he would be interested in actually doing the pushups and stuff i tried right. to kind of teach him that earlier and i learned early as a dad first time kid. i'm like you can't force it. You can't try to make them. They got to find it on their own. And yeah. by me just continuing to do them, now he's actually starting to get down next to me and try to do them. And he's not doing them well, and he quits after a few. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, it's another example of kind of like the, the people you surround yourself, the relationship core, and your parents, you don't really have a choice. But it's, it's our duty as parents to set the right examples and to show our kids like, hey, if you want to live a happy, healthy, successful life, These are the type of habits that you have to develop. So obviously do it for yourself, but even even more so if you have kids, do it for them as well.
1: Yeah, I think what's so beautiful, too, is you don't have to necessarily – like, you you end up teaching it and you try to teach it, but at the same time, like, I feel like whether it's your kids or your friends or family or followers or whatever it is, like, people – like, you get to – leading by example is more powerful, and, and that's just you taking care of yourself, And therefore, you get to lead by example and encourage other people to do the same without even telling them necessarily that they should do the same. But they're like, oh, I could just do that.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly right. And then so I know we've gotten off track. I'm ADD, so I tend to do that. But the fifth and final core after physical health, your emotional health and giving back. Which is, so that's a 2 parter um, It's the first part is, you know, your emotional health. Uh, are you constantly stressed all the time? Are you running around like a chicken with its head cut off? Are you stopping to smell the roses? Are you do, are you enjoying your, do you know what your passions are? Are you incorporating them regularly? Or is it like, I I know that I love to do this, but I can't remember the last time I did it, right? Mm. That's, that's no way to go through life. You gotta schedule, you gotta make time, you gotta proactively schedule the things that truly make you happy that are non-work related, um, into your life. And then the, um, the giving back section, you know, the way I like to look at that is, look, we all come into this earth is kind of the same, naked and afraid. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, is the earth going to be, is the world, by the time you're done with it, by the time you die, what is your time, your numbers up, is it going to be better or worse off for having you in it? And I think that's just kind of a simple way to just say, what am I doing to help? What am I doing to help others, to help the world to become a better place? Am I lying, cheating, stealing, and just sucking? Am I an energy vampire, just sucking everything out of everybody I come in contact with, just me, me, me? Mm -hmm. Or am I genuinely like, you know what? I want to make this place better. And, you know, giving and giving yourself and giving your time and giving your resources. And Mm -hmm. anybody that's done it will tell you it's so much better than the taking. Because not only do you feel great when you do it, But then you actually end up getting way more out of it because then when you do for others it's just natural law of the universe others are going to want to do for you and like we're saying earlier you form alliances friendships and all of a sudden now you're gaining more momentum and others are helping you and want to help you get there
1: yeah yeah and i think what i love so much about these cores and the fact that actually giving is at the end is it establishes such a sense of self and caring for self and like knowing what's important to you before you necessarily go like so deep into the giving, because I think a lot of yes. people give, but they give from a very I don't want to say empty place, but they give in a way that they're hoping will then fill them back up when in reality you want to fill yourself up first and then give from that space.
2: That's a really great point. And it's interesting to hear your take on it, um, that people right, normally so somebody like me, I can I can honestly say that. I did not give back for a, a large portion of my life. It was all about mm. me, me, me. Oh, me and, too. You know, even even during my reinventing phase, it was like, okay, my life sucks, and I'm gonna freaking I'm gonna redo it, and we're gonna, I'm gonna reparent myself here. And you know, I had this journey, and I'm I'm growing, and I'm doing these things. But you know, to me, giving back wasn't really. On the radar, at least on a bigger scale. Obviously, that's what I do now for a living. So, right. at one point, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, and I, but, but I got focused. I was like, you know, for, for a while, my main goal was I just got caught up in the career in finance, like a lot of people tend to do, that one core, yeah. you know, and, and, but my career in finance was I'm going to become filthy, stinking rich at all costs, no matter what just to show everybody that they were idiots for being mean to me and you know what i mean like that whole selfish egotism. but then as i was growing and i was reading self-help i started to realize along the way that i was making a lot more progress not kind of having just this selfish mindset and i was starting to hit my physical health core and my relationship core was and i was getting more out of my business because i was helping others and you know and so this stuff started to evolve And I realized I was helping others, and that's how I was getting the things I wanted. And that's why I was able to exit my business for $331 million, ultimately. And looking back, and even though that felt great for five minutes, and I was like, now what? And I realized, I'm like, shit, it's it's giving back. That's what I want to do. I just want to help people. I want people to feel the way, like, I've come so far in my life. And in doing so, I know I'm helping the world become better. And I'm helping things go in the right direction instead of this crazy place we're living right now uh, where... You know, there's like everybody's picking sides It's like you're a Democrat, you're Republican, you're black, you're white, you're a man, you're a woman. It's like, no, people, we got to all come together or we're never going to make any progress.
1: Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. And I I love that you made that point, too, where you were so focused on the career and finances core. And I think a lot of a lot of people do that where they focus so hard on one core. And I know for me, it used to be relationships. And so you'd focus so hard on one and like hoping that it would like overcompensate for like all the others that weren't like up to par for you.
2: (laughs) Exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. We tend to do that. And that's why I have on my website. um, I have a little core evaluator quiz and it kind of gives you at least a 10,000 view of where you stand in each of your five cores. Yeah. Um, And you sort of say, okay, you know, and you can quickly see what you're killing it at, what you're, you know, you don't need too much help at least immediately. Although every core people, people can improve in um but that may not be the one you want to start with and then the one obviously that you're like okay i scored a two out of five here i should probably get to work on this one first type of thing yeah. and then at the end of the day it's about balance and it's about not like you just said not spending too much time in all of them you got to have a system mm-hmm. and something that i've developed over the years for myself i didn't realize i was doing it but i was and then once i sat down i was like okay this is what i want to do i want to help people i'm like i can't just tell people to do it because that doesn't work I get so frustrated when I read a self-help book and they're like, they get me all fired up and inspired. And then I'm like, well, wait, look, there's a pretty bird over mm-hmm. there. Oh, look, a squirrel, you know, cause I'm ADD and then it's gone. But there, there was no plan of action. There was no system. Yeah. And you really do have to have that system in place. And that's what this app that I'm building is all about, which is kind of using uh, gamification and addiction, but in a good way to where you're actually leveling. And when you're leveling up on screen, Instead of just having this hollow victory, you're actually leveling up in real life as well. And it ties all these habits and these cores and all this stuff together. And you're a rocket ship, and you've got your five cores as the cylinders of your engine. And you've got to maintain this balance in each, or you're going to fly off in the wrong direction. Um, And so this is something that I think is going to be a really neat thing to kind of take it to the next level, to be able to help people. To actually use the system and hold themselves accountable.
1: That's awesome. And I think what's so great about a tool like that is that it helps just keep things front of mind because I think, like, even though, like, you deal with like ADHD, like, a lot of people like lose focus and they get distracted. And a lot of times, I think either life events or stress or, you know, any number of things will just, it, it can take you off track. And so I think that's really great to help, like, have this center of focus that people can come back to.
2: Right, right. That's that's it. That's it, and it's right. It's that accountability. Like you said, front of mind. It's it's. So in the morning, it's a gentle. It's not one of these annoying apps that constantly is like pinging you all day. <laughs> you
1: know,
2: it's a, just a gentle reminder in the morning of what's important to you, what you're focused on, and you're not doing too many things at once. Otherwise, you'll quit because we don't like it when our brains get overloaded right. and we seem overwhelmed. So you just one or two habits. Per core, and you and you start with one core at a time, and then you start to kind of build this momentum, and you start getting better. And then at night, kind of checking, say, okay, how did I do? Mm-hmm. Did I? These are the things I'm working on, and it's like you said, it's a gentle in-your-face reminder, shining that spotlight on your life of these are the things that are hurting me that I'm trying to change. These failure habits; these are the ones I want to replace them with. These success habits, and let's keep doing it every day, and let's go to new planets and meet new aliens and discover new galaxies and fight through asteroid fields and level up our ship and so that's the idea hopefully it it all comes together and turns out the way i wanted it to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's always the hope right you like you just go into the unknown and you're like fingers crossed
2: (laughs) exactly fingers crossed
1: (laughs) oh no i think that's great though and i kind of want to circle back around to um just the giving back because i think what is so fascinating and this happens so much is that like especially even when we're in that space of working on ourselves we kind of like I think we always think of giving back as like this big thing that we have to do like this grand gesture like big donations or big actions and it really can be like just the littlest things that again compound and and still help you make a difference in the world and and you were doing that even without realizing it and then you were like oh I can actually like do this in a bigger way.
2: <laughs> right, uh, that's how I became financially successful. But I always tell people, you know, the entrepreneur. You know, I'm I'm teaching people. I learned how to become an entrepreneur in business, and but in doing so, I was also becoming an entrepreneur of the most important business I'd ever run which is my life and a lot of these Mm -hmm. there's a lot of crossovers oh yeah to the becoming a successful business person and becoming a successful in your life and and finding happiness and it's you know a lot of it just involves figuring out what is needed to do and then developing that discipline and making sure you do it and then when you and and failing forward failing beautifully when you fall on your ass say okay that sucked but what did I learn from it how can I grow from it and keeping to move forward
1: Yes, yes. And I and I love even to like, just acknowledging like, okay, that sucked. <laughs> like, like that wasn't that wasn't what I wanted. Um, but still right. acknowledging it and then giving yourself the grace to be like, okay, like, what can I learn? How can I move forward? I literally just had a conversation like this with one of my students who was just like, yep, today was just a massive failure. And I was like, but was it? <laughs> like, it was but, right. but also <laughs> but
2: also, right. And that does ties to that first mindset core we were talking about earlier yes. which is basically using you know when when there's an obstacle or or something that happens instead of using that and as an excuse to stop you as mm-hmm. a victim being an owner and using it and saying i'm going to uh, because of that i'm now becoming bigger better faster stronger and had that not happened that wouldn't have been possible and that's a hard place to get to and we're human beings and it, it's not like like i said you you're, you're going to feel the pain like nobody likes falling on their ass and and certain failures hurt more than others But as long as, you know, let it in, don't try to fight it. Say, okay, this this hurts, this sucks for a minute. But, okay, what is the lesson I got at? How can I use it to become stronger? And if you can get there, that's pretty much, you're pretty much 99% taken care of. Everything else just kind of falls into place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is like a just a weird analogy that I just want to use, but it's like, when i went into i i gave two natural births and i didn't go in going i really hope it doesn't hurt like i just hope that it just it just happens and it doesn't hurt at all like i went in going okay yep i know it's going to hurt but i also know yep. that that can be temporary it's going to make me stronger and i am going to trust in myself to like move through that and i think it's it's such a way to approach life because at at any time we can have any mindset or any perspective around anything that it can be harder, it can be easy, that it can um, you know be impossible or it can be possible. And it's just a matter of choice. And I mean, I used to be like and I imagine you might have been the same way too. I used to be like the best complainer. Like I was the best at finding, I was the, your yeah. yeah, I was the best at finding crap in everything. <laughs> uh-huh. And now uh-huh. I, it's like I'm just like the gratitude nugget queen. <laughs> and it was that was practice, yeah
2: practice Mm -hmm. right and and that's another important thing i want to make sure people understand it's like i was saying when i mentioned the app earlier you know if you try to do too much and we're in this generation and people want it now and there's Mm -hmm. always somebody saying for not here 9.99 i just give me a week and i'll transform your whole life you know that's not how it works it's it's the law of compounding and Mm -hmm. i I call it my equation of life which is your belief system plus your repeated actions plus time Mm -hmm. equals who you will become and so it's not going to happen right away, but if you keep taking these actions and keep doing these things and keep 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 going in the right direction and building that momentum, it will happen. And then before you know it, like we are saying earlier, like habits don't care if they're good or bad, you, all of a sudden your mind's working for you and you've got all these subconscious success habits that are building this positive momentum in all these areas of your life. And that's when things really get fun. I call it firing on all cylinders. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. And that's why I think it's so important to to like take moments to reflect on how you've been improving, because I've even noticed um, with my students in my program, Beat the Bad, sometimes they will overcome bipolar anxiety and depression and not even realize it. They won't even notice, and they're like, "Wait, how did I not see that happen?" And it's because it's it that that internal shift of it's it's habitual. Everything's they're firing on all cylinders. It's all happening, and they're just enjoying life, and they're just living in that new perspective that they, like, will take a moment and just kind of reflect. And they're like, "Whoa, like I came a really long way, and I had no idea."
2: Yeah, that's why gratitude is is a very important part of it all. And I actually say one of my success habits is I I say my mantra. I've I've memorized it. I originally wrote it, and it took me a while to memorize it. But Mm -hmm. it incorporates all five of my cores, all the things that are super important that I know that I need to work on and remember to do that will make me the happiest, best version of myself. And so I literally, I habit stack that with um when I, I do it in the shower and I do when I'm also stretching I tore my ACL last year so I do these stretches every morning mm-hmm. and so I do it both together and I mean you know it, it's, it flies by and at the very end of it I basically remind myself what I'm grateful for and I kind of try to mix it up there's three or four things that I'm always grateful for that I kind of usually put in there but then I try to come up with new ones every time and just yeah. like you said that's that reflection part like what's working in my life? Wow, things are pretty good. Wow, I really have come a pretty far way to have created all this.
1: Yeah, because otherwise, I think we can kind of fall into the trap of focusing on all the things we want to fix or improve, and then not having, not taking the time for that gratitude. Kind of, it kind of becomes a, it's like a catch twenty two because then, yeah, you end up being like, oh, I need to do this thing next. I need to do this habit next, and it's like, well, just acknowledge yourself and like appreciate. Right what you've already done because that's that's fuel for your why right like that's fuel that's,
2: it's exactly right that's the fuel mm-hmm. that's exactly right well
1: said. yeah i love that i love that and i think what's so cool too to think about is also just mindset being a habit because i think right. a lot of people feel like oh i've got to get my mindset right but you can treat mindset similarly to habits or as a habit. That's exactly
2: right. There's certain things you can do and I'm writing a book simultaneously and in the app it will have like pre-selected ones or you can also add your own but one like the most common 20 or 25 or so common habits that you can actually start doing that will improve your mindset.
1: Oh nice. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. I love that and I think yeah that's just it's so it's so fantastic to just and I love that. I love also that the way that you encourage people to work on each um, each core is is a little bit at a time, because I, I, I think another thing I see very commonly is that people will try to overhaul something. So they'll try to only think positive and they'll try to completely revamp their what? workout regime and they'll try to, like, make a huge job shift. And then they're like, and then they fall into the pit of doubt and they get overwhelmed and they're like, oh, well, now I'm just back where I started. So clearly none of that actually works.
2: <laughs> right right it reminds me i got this story i like to tell people so a buddy of mine decided he was going to get in shape like in one day right <laughs> he, years of not doing anything going to the gym he's like i'm tired of this and he goes to the gym like you know january 2nd right mm-hmm. day after new year's he's like okay new year new me and he hits like every machine he's there for like two hours and the next day he wakes up and he's like and this guy's like the funniest guy you'll ever meet and so i can't do it justice but him just telling the story he's like so i was a dinosaur i basically my my arms were stuck like a little velociraptor up next to my side and if you can picture a velociraptor or a t-rex where they're basically stuck up there and they can't really do much with them he's like i could not bend my arms i could not right and he's like i tried to flip eggs and it's much better when I can do the visual, but he's literally like bending his whole body down with the arms still, oh done, my gosh. still bent like a T-Rex trying to flip his eggs to make, you know, and it just, it, when you say that, I always think of that story because it's like, he's the perfect example. And then he quit, you know, Then it's right. like a couple of days later, he's like, that's it. I can't do this. This is, this is way too hard. Are you kidding me? I can't even walk. Why, why would I, why would I do this again to myself? Right. And, he, and, he, and it wasn't just his arms, it was his legs because he did everything at once versus, you know five minutes a week or, you know, five minutes a day,
1: Right.
2: getting your heart beat up then 10 minutes and 20 minutes, then you're doing this, then you're doing that before you know it. Like I said, it's like it happens slowly and it's compounding and your momentum's building and all of a sudden you're losing weight, you're feeling good, you're looking good, feeling good. You've got more energy to propel you through life and that's what it's about.
1: Yeah. And I, I think... Like, encouraging everyone listening not to feed that story of, like, it's not enough. I'm not doing enough. Like, you can do the littlest things. And that's why compounding is so important because, like, that is enough. And you're going to continue to do that over time. And I think what that was like the best visual, imagining him, like, just bending to, <laughs> to flip.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: And oh I think that's so, so it's so beautiful to be able to like get that visual too because when you go so hard and so fast at something right your body's not used to it and so like literally your muscles will tighten up and be like whoa like i don't this is a lot i don't know how to function right now because i'm not used to this and what i always encourage people to realize too is that your brain does the same thing so when you try to go full on i'm not going to think about anything negative i'm only going to think about the positive nothing's wrong everything's rainbows and unicorn farts you know like then all of a sudden, their brain is like, "Whoa!" and it tenses up, and it goes back to its way of thinking, right. and they're like, "Ew!" Like apparently, I can't keep this going. I'm just going to quit then.
2: Yeah, that that reminds me. So, willpower is mm. something that it's 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 like a a false ho- like willpower will eventually wear off. Like you can't you can't try to convince yourself to do something that everything in your body and and mind is going, no, this is hard. This is too much. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's why to me willpower is like one of these things where it's kind of an oxymoron. It's like, you want to, you want to have that, you want to be able to push through, but you're going to run out of fuel versus connecting to your why and really understanding like this is just something that's super, important to me and I, this is my goal and this is where I want to end up and I'm going to make a commitment to myself and I'm going to have a system to follow through with it. That's mm-hmm. completely different. Right. Yeah. And that's, and, and, and you, like you just were saying earlier, then you get that fuel, you keep refueling your fuel tank every time you have a success, Yeah, you have a little mini success and it builds your confidence. It builds your you, you know, your your perception changes a little bit. Oh, I can do this, but yeah. you can't do it all at once. And if you try that, willpower is like said, like these diet, these crash diets and stuff. Oh, I'm just going to not eat for a week, and then, you know, it's like what's going to happen after that week? You're going to be so starved that you're going to end up eating everything in sight, and you're going to end up being heavier than you were, and you just damaged your body.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think, like, the, so the way that I see willpower, and I totally see where you're coming from, because I think a lot of time it's, times it's like this shiny coin, where it's like, if I just grab the willpower coin, I can do anything. Right, <laughs> and right the way that I like to talk about it is in the same way we're talking about everything else. It is a compounding effect. And I talk about willpower as a as a as muscles, right, that you have to exercise. And so even if you maybe have like great willpower with a workout routine, for instance, where you're like, okay, I can make myself like go to the gym every day and and yada, 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 like doing that in a different area where maybe it's cooking healthy or, you know, maybe it's dedicating three hours to writing a book or whatever that is, you know, it's a different exercise to muscle. You can't just assume like you, you possess the gift of willpower. <laughs> and and yeah, it applies no, that's to a good way,
2: That's a good point, right? Willpower itself isn't a bad thing. It's when people just rely on it to just yes. do it for them.
1: Yes. They like, think oh, of it like willpower. a superpower. You just need
2: to have that willpower, right? It's a muscle. You got to build it. Yeah. And it's that discipline, it's that making a commitment to yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're saying, I'm going to go to the gym, yes, you know, depending on how you look at that word, willpower is involved. You're going to go to the gym. But if it's deeper, That's what I'm saying. Like it has to be a combo of willpower and something deeper connecting to your why and having a system and being like, okay, these are the actions I'm going to take. And this is why I'm taking them because they're going to take me here versus just, oh, I should probably lose weight. So I'm just going to go to the gym.
1: Oh, I totally (laughs) and become a T Rex. (laughs) Goals. (laughs) Hashtag goals. Hashtag goals. I totally, I totally agree with that though, and I think that's what's and what's cool too is that like willpower isn't something you always need because once it becomes habit, you don't you don't have to do like you're like yeah, just just gonna do it. You don't have to like give yourself that push, you know. You can like let go of exercising that that muscle. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that's. Like, I feel like the core of this conversation, too, uh, pun intended, is, is, um, is you know, just this idea of compounding, of repetition, of, you know, s- not necessarily small. I mean, you could see it as small, but it's just like s- simple, if you will, but repeatable actions that just then exactly. build and build and build over time to become more of the person that you want to be and the more of the person that you're excited living as
2: another that's exactly right and another good example um i'm sure you've heard this i don't know if all your listeners have heard it but if you take a plane on a runway and you tilt it five degrees if you just were to go like a mile that five degrees wouldn't really do much but if you were to go across from la to new york or that let's say that was your goal la to new york but you tilted it at five degrees you'd end up in florida right and whole point is like a tiny little adjustment done but over the long term has a huge consequence on where you're going to end up in your life
1: yeah yeah and I think that's why it's also important too to try to try to do what you can to also not feed into habits that don't really serve you because they also compound you might be like oh it's okay if I just like you know, eat this one thing. But if you like be mindful and notice, like, am I doing that repeatedly? Was it just one time? Or am I actually doing that repeatedly? And now it's actually becoming a habit that's not serving me.
2: Yes, exactly. And I don't know if you've read the book by James Clear called Atomic Habits, but he he does a cool job of like, helping like there's ways to reduce friction, all this like we're talking about Mm -hmm. willpower and being disciplined, like it doesn't have to be like the end of the world. Like, there's ways to make it easier. And he talks about things like to, to, to improve your chances of doing a good habit. You want to do things like make it attractive, make it easy in, mm-hmm. like in your environment. Like, so, like, you're just uh, with, with food. Okay. So, you're a midnight snacker and you eat Doritos and chocolate. Like, you just get so hungry and that you, you buy those things. So, they're down there and that's what you're eating yeah. versus you make a commitment i'm not going to buy that stuff anymore you throw the stuff out that you have you replace it with again this goes back to what we started our conversation with to each their own everybody's different so you don't have to go buy something that you've seen somebody else eat that is healthy and you absolutely can't stand it it tastes like cardboard to you Mm -hmm. we have we live in a society where there's enough choices out there where i guarantee you you can find something that tastes good enough to start with to where you're like okay i can i can get by on this but then what's going to happen is the more you eat it the more you're it's going to actually taste better and it's going to start tasting sweeter and Mm -hmm. sweeter and it's going to get to the point where it's way better than those doritos and chocolate because not only does it taste just as good your mind has convinced itself it's tricked itself but now you feel that much better because you know you're actually improving your physical health core at the same time you're building momentum
1: Yeah, and that's something where you can take like a cold turkey approach or you can take kind of like a weaning approach. And I know even for me, like literally I used to consume so much sugar. It was like basically my diet and I could not eat strawberries without them not like being coated in white sugar. So if I ate a plain strawberry, it didn't taste sweet to me. It tasted disgusting. And that's just so wild to think about now because I can't even Mm -hmm. imagine putting sugar on a freaking strawberry Mm -hmm. at this point. Isn't
2: that amazing? (laughs) That's how it works. Yeah. Overnight, right? It's not like one day you're like, okay, I don't want sugar anymore. Or, or excuse me, it probably did happen that way, but it actually happened. Yeah. And didn't realize it, but over a long period of time of you eating rice, right, and then things got sweeter. My dad literally can't eat ice cream. Like, fruit to him is so sweet that anything sweeter than that is like, like just like not, not not, a good tasting sweet. Yeah. Like, to him, fruit is, is the sweetest of sweets, and he's trained his palate that way, and just like you said, same with you, and that's, that's how you need to do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't even drink soda, because the carbonation feels like it's burning my mouth, because I only drink water and tea.
2: Wow, okay, so you, you're ahead of me. Okay, so we'll start there. You have evolved past my, my taste buds still crave the sugar once in a while, but, and I mean, that's a whole other thing. I talk about moderation. Like, you know, if you're working out and you know, you're you're eating right and you're getting enough sleep and, and so overall, you know, like and it, if there's certain things that you still really crave, yeah. even after you've kind of done these things we just talked about, by no don't don't like again it goes to that willpower. Don't try to suppress it. Nah. something's just gonna keep bubbling its head back up. Just figure out how to moderate moderatively work it into your life. Yeah. You know, little treats here and there is, is not going to hurt you. But you can still get that, oh, this is so good. And it's like, a, it's especially good when you have it only once in a while.
1: Yeah. Like, you guys, I still eat Reese's peanut butter cups occasionally and, like, cake and there donuts. There
2: you go. I know you were human.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's, yeah, not like there's by no means should there be any, like, perfect image. And I think that's what we're fed a lot. Is like, oh, it should look this way or... You can't you can't allow yourself to go back to these areas. I think, you know, for me, like there are certain things where like, yeah, I won't drink soda anymore because I'm like, honestly, I don't want to go back down that slope. So I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I won't but even. You've taste already
2: it. done the work to get past it. What are you going <laughs> to why? Why ruin all that?
1: Exactly, exactly. And I I loved what you were talking about at the beginning of this episode, because it was the same way where I was like, I was my own guinea pig. And so I'm like, I'm just going to keep challenging myself and experimenting with myself. And that's actually something I, I do talk about in my book, Break the Chain, is how I taught myself to like tea. Because I hated tea. I kept trying it. It would literally make me gag and I just wanted to be the tea person for some reason. <laughs> I was yeah, like it's cool. I was like, it's so cute. And so I I between mindset, repetition, getting outside my comfort zone and doing that, you know, like just on repeat, I got myself to be a tea lover.
2: That's really interesting. So uh, that's that's not what i recommend to people but i'll tell you <laughs> i love that you did that because that even takes to what i'm saying to an even more powerful level which is like if you work hard enough you can usually i say like i was saying reduce the friction it came uh, i love that term it's like you know find something close to tea but maybe not exactly tea that you can stomach more right mm-hmm. and then and then on that habit but you went ahead and just took it to the next level you're like i am going to make a commitment i am going to like tea and obviously, that was more disciplined and harder than it would have been to switch to uh, maybe something comparable that maybe was in between the two, right? Yeah. Um, which, which I would say, okay, well, start with that. And then maybe once you've got that, then you say, okay, well, shit, maybe I can get to T. But you went right into – Hey, I'm doing it. We're doing this.
1: I love it. And you did it. I think that's what's beautiful is we all kind of can take different approaches. And that's why there's no one perfect approach. Because for me, I love a challenge. So I like to really push myself outside of my comfort zone. And for me, that's really empowering because I'm like, look at what I can do. And then I'll like go further with it. So I'm constantly looking... Actually, I'm always like following the things that scare me and the things that feel really tough. And I'm like, if it scares me, if it makes me uncomfortable, I'm going to go for that. Like, that's my MO (laughs) because it just unlocks so much for me where you don't have to take that path. You know, you could definitely take more of like a path of least resistance or something. Um, And that's something that I did in the past, too. Like, I wasn't just like, I'm going to do all the things like it was it was baby steps. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that either.
2: I love it. I love it. Well, you're, yeah, I, and I love having these conversations because, you know, it just reminds me as much as I've read as many books, you know, every conversation I have, I learn something new and nobody ever will ever know anything, everything. So anybody that tries to sell you on that run the other direction. But yeah. people like you, people like me, we were, you know, we're basically we, we've got a fundamental understanding of how to help people move in the right direction, at least, and, and then let, let them kind of take their own path of how they want to get there but yeah. it's great to talk to like-minded people such as yourself
1: yes and you as well this was such a good conversation i think this is kind of the perfect the perfect place to wrap it up i think this was great
2: yes So yes, it was great and i'd love to be on your show again and i have i actually have a uh an instagram live and i just started a podcast myself not nearly as, as as big or far along far along as you have again the law of compounding
1: you can <laughs> yes do a
2: great job getting where you are so if you're okay with it, I'd love to have you on my show at some point as well.
1: Oh, heck yes. That would be amazing. I would love that so much. And, like, on it, straight up, I mean, I'm still sitting in a closet, technically. So, But, like, yeah, my podcast started um, on the floor of a closet recording on my phone. So, like, I love again, it. compounding. Yeah, like, it starts somewhere. It starts, it's got, somewhere. It
2: starts somewhere, right? Yes. And then, so, well, my hat's off to you, and um, your listeners are lucky to have you. Thanks again so much for having me on the show. I truly Enjoyed this and I'm looking forward to continuing Like I started this conversation when I got into the relationship core, you know, who knows, maybe, you know, we're on the same page. Maybe there's an alliance here. Maybe there's some synergy. Maybe there's something we can work on together in the future. If nothing else, we stay in touch. We we interview each other here and there and um, we help the world become the best version of themselves to in turn pay it forward to help the world become the best version of itself.
1: Yes, and now before you go, can you let everyone know where to find you on social, your website, all that good stuff?
2: Oh, uh, uh, well, Instagram is just at five core life with an actual number five, not spelled out at five core life. Um, you can find me there. And then also on, uh, my website, which kind of has, it's a pretty, some people's websites you're like, Hey, why did I even bother? I will tell you it's worth it to go to my website because I do have that quiz on there. Mm-hmm. It'll help you discover, you discover where you stand in each of your five cores and kind of get your baseline. It is. You guys, um,
1: I've been there. Go. <laughs>
2: Right on. So, and that's uh, more M-O-O-R-E, like my last name, mm-hmm. momentum.com.
1: Wonderful. And I'll have all that linked in the show notes as well. So you guys can find it all there too. Thank you so much again, Will, for being on the show. This has been phenomenal.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much, Olivia. I truly enjoyed it.
0: That's it for today's episode of the Five Core Live podcast with Will Moore, founder of More Momentum. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have not already, please make sure to subscribe and follow the 5 Core Life podcast wherever you are listening or watching this so that you get notified when new episodes air every week. And if you have not joined the 5 Core Life Facebook group, I encourage you to join that and see what all of the fuss is about. There's some awesome content designed to get your momentum going, including a monthly giveaway to win a complimentary coaching call with The Will Moore. The Facebook group is currently the only place to get Will's dedicated attention on your five core journey. If you're feeling stuck or just want someone to cheer you on, then that is the place you need to be. There's nothing like a community of people on the same journey to get you fired up, kicking butt, and taking names. So come join us. Well, get moving, gain momentum, join the movement. Join Emmett by going to moremomentum.com to take a free life evaluator quiz on where you currently stand in each of your
2: five cores.